Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the last day of September 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin and Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder Jock Peterson. Well, this is one of these times when you say if the playoffs started today, it's not absurd because the playoffs are going to start really, really soon, as in less than a week soon. This microphone is a little, I'm going to tighten it up just a little bit because it's a little loose right now. Look at the fact of the matter is the San Francisco Giants won with Johnny Cueto's arm and with his bunt. And with that, we go into a final weekend of the series of the season where there's, it's pretty, the divisions are all clinched, of course. And we have a clearer picture of the wild card in the American League, to a degree. We have the, you know, you have the Blue Jays and the Orioles are tied. And the Tigers are one game back in the loss column going into the final weekend of the series. Now, the Tigers have the Braves series. The Orioles have, who the hell, the, the Orioles are playing the Yankees. The Red Sox are playing the Blue Jays. The Yankees have something to play for. Um, I'm going to get to that in a second. And you know, it will behoove them to go all out against the Orioles because well, you know, they have nothing left to play for. The Red Sox have nothing to play for. Really, Realistically, they don't. You could want to say, you know, like, well, you want to have the home field advantage. I don't really care. They got Porcello going on Friday, and uh, I assume the 13th caller on WEEI is going to pitch Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be, you know, it just means nothing for the Red Sox. But it means everything to the Blue Jays. Now, is that fair for Detroit? Well, too bad. Too effing bad. You should have clinched earlier. You should have played better earlier. You know, the Tigers are playing the Braves and don't be saying things like, well, you know, that's going to be an easy win because the Braves suck because we've seen bad teams beat good teams. It's only three games. Now, of course, there's the possibility of anarchy. Let's just say the Red Sox play well against Toronto, the Yankees play well against Detroit, and the season ends with the Detroit Tigers half a game out. That means they would have to play the one game that was rained out between the Tigers and the Indians today. That means you could potentially have a three-way tie for the wild card of which we would have the anarchy that I so desire in baseball, and so should you. And you'll meanwhile in the National League, the with the Cardinals' victory, the Cardinals stay alive, and but it's just basically hanging on for dear life. And by the way, the Mariners are still alive. Now everything will have to break right for the Mariners because you know, this is that time of the year. So, hey, they're only two games out. Yeah, there's only three games left. Should have won some games earlier. You know, those games in April and May, they count. Pile a few of them up. 
I mean, the Mariners are going to have a winning record this year, but you know, this was uh, this was a failed opportunity for them. I, it's still unbelievable the Mets are probably going to host a wild card game, but you know, there you go with all the injuries they've had, and I wonder what this will do for Terry Collins' job. But with the, we're going into a weekend where there are meaningful games. Now, it is not the stretch run where you're lining up the best teams, okay? I mean, you could look at the National League and see that the neither the Mets nor the Giants nor the Cardinals have exactly been playing world-beating baseball recently. And they are in such a different class than the Cubs or even the Dodgers and the Nationals for that matter. But this is the way it's set up. And, you know, you could wind up having a Syndergaard versus Bumgarner one-game playoff. And do you know what? That may not be so bad. I would argue that's good for baseball. But I want that anarchy. Absolutely, I want that anarchy for many reasons. I want to have the Blue Jays and Toronto be basically half a game, you know, both half a game ahead of Texas. That's what I want. Where you have to look at it and go like, well, it's only half a game. They have to be able to make that up. And then the Cleveland Indians play a triple-A team, and that could determine whether or not there's a three-way tie, coin tosses. I want that. I want to experience that. It's not asking too much. Now, my dear, dear listeners, I'm going to tell you something, uh, especially for those of you who follow me every day, that in come postseason time, come starting next week, starting with the division series, uh, starting with the wildcard game, the division series, league championship series, and world series, there's going to be a slight change in how I do Sully Baseball Daily. I'm still doing a new podcast every single day, so don't worry about that. I'm still going to do my predictions. I'm still going to do my talks. I'm still going to be doing Who Owns October, which is Woo. I'm going to be doing Who Owns the World Series, which is Wows. I'm going to do all those things. And if you're a regular subscriber, don't worry. You're still going to get some quality Sully every single day. But here's the deal. Um, I am going to post. Normally when I do a podcast, I try to post them. In as early as I can. Most of the time it's in the morning. It's usually before 8 o'clock in the morning, West Coast time. Sometimes it's right after midnight. Um, that's going to change a little bit. Now I'm going to start posting the episodes in the evening, uh, California time, and probably after the games have been played. So you'll when you wake up in the morning, if you didn't download it that night, you can still download it. It'll be there in the morning, and you'll hear me talking about the previous day's games, because I'm going to be doing that a bunch, where I make, you'll hear me make my predictions, and you'll hear me make my, my, my thoughts, and then eventually you'll hear how damn wrong I've been the whole time. But I think I'm going to need to sort of shift my schedule a little bit, and have the podcast be dropped in the evening, instead of the morning, um, and if you just subscribe, hoping to wake up and it's there, that's probably not going to affect you that much. But do you know what? It is going to affect your pal Sully because, well, you know, doing them the way I do them, it sometimes cuts back on my sleep a little bit. And I need to catch up on some sleep. That's all there is to it. But it's also, it'll be easier for me to post it this way. So if you wake up and say, where's Sully's podcast the first day? Don't worry. Don't worry. 
I mean, if I didn't skip a day when I had my kidney stone, then I think waiting for the postseason to begin, I think we're going to be in good shape. Hey, let's talk about um, just, uh, you know, the Yankees got eliminated, so I'm not going to talk much about the Yankees for the rest of the year. Uh, I, I do want to bring up a couple of things. First of all, the Yankees did a uh, pregame ceremony for David Ortiz. If any Yankee fan has trouble with that, just go pound sand because everyone else had to sit through the Rivera and the Jeter farewell tours. And quite frankly, they got to be, well, especially the Jeter one, got to be a bit overwhelming. So you can sit there and applaud someone who was a great rival to your team and blah, 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 blah. He is performance-enhancing drugs. Andy Pettit, shut up. Now, the Yankees brought out Mariano Rivera, and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was, you know, if you're going to bring someone out, you know, A, make sure it's someone who gets automatic applause from the Yankee fans, but also it's, you know, it just was, it was a cool moment. It was a cool moment of, you know, feeling what the rivalry is and the, the history of the teams and the fact that Ortiz does belong in the in the history and, and really where it's part of the history turned positively for the Red Sox. And having Rivera come out and Link said, yeah, we're part of this previous generation. Now, the Yankees gave him a couple of presents, as I said. One of them was this, I'm not going to lie to you, I thought it was kind of ugly oil painting of Ortiz waving. I don't know. I mean, just they commissioned a famous artist from them, and hopefully it wasn't that expensive because I think it was, I don't know, I thought it was kind of ugly. Your pal Sully thought it was kind of ugly, so sue me. But um, the other thing they gave him was something really cool. And the really cool thing they gave him was a leather-bound book. And which at first I thought, that's weird. You're giving me a leather-bound book. And in it, there was pages of past and present Yankees. Of course, the Yankee telecast focused on the Aaron Boone page for a little bit, which I thought was kind of funny. But it was past and present Yankees with a photograph and leaving him a little note. Leaving him a note that was, a, that was addressed to him. That was directed at at David Ortiz. And the thing I like about that is, first of all, I just wish they, I know it's, it's a private thing. So obviously there were private letters and private thoughts and maybe in jokes or something like that. And, you know, that's terrific. But man, I just would love to get a hold of that book. I would love to get a hold of that book and just flip around. That would be quality bathroom reading. And trust me, that's not an insult. That's the highest honor that I give any book is that it winds up in my bathroom. It would just be, I didn't just because just want to read, okay, what would Derek Jeter and Aaron Boone and Rivera and Hideki Matsui, what little thing would they say to David Ortiz? And that's kind of what I'm like, you know, I, I would love to just have that and flip through it and read through it and, and stumble across stuff. And oh, that would just, that'd be that'd be great. And of course, it was a strange three game set in New York because the Yankees swept the Red Sox. And yet in that series, 
the Red Sox clinched, and the Yankees were eliminated. Now, if anyone goes on the mentality that some friends of mine have, like, oh, I want to see them win, I want to see them win. Why? Who cares? Clinch the division. In the end, a series where the Red Sox went in to Yankee Stadium and got swept turned out to be a positive few days. And in the end, that's all that matters. Not saving face, not doing this or anything like this. Never mind. Focus. Focus on the big picture. And the big picture is having a healthy, good team going into the postseason, hoping they can sneak past Cleveland and get to the league championship series. And who knows who the hell they'll play in the league championship series. But an interesting little tidbit. First of all, there's one interesting tidbit about David Price because Price is going to be playing in the division series for the Red Sox. And that is, this is going to be his fourth straight postseason. And he'll have played in a different uniform each of the last few postseasons. In 2013, he was a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. Played in the postseason. In 2014, he was a member of the Detroit Tigers. In 2015, he was a member of the Toronto Blue Jays. And this year, he'll be a member of the Boston Red Sox. That's kind of weird. I think the only other time off the top of my head, and I'm a little drowsy right now, so forgive me, but top of my head, the only other time that I remember something like that happening is Eric Hinsky when he played for the Red Sox in 2007, winning a World Series, the Rays in 2008, playing in a World Series, the Yankees in 2009, winning another title, and getting a huge home run for the Braves in the division series against the San Francisco Giants in 2010. That's the only other time I could remember that happening. I'm sure there's another time where it did happen, but uh, you know, in my little brain, I, that's all I have right now. But an interesting thing happened on Twitter today, and I just want to bring this up, and it's going to sound like I'm being a little taunter here, but maybe I am a little bit, and maybe there's a little bit of remembering what it was like living in New York when you have a dominant Yankee team. And, you know, I posted that the Yankees got eliminated. The third time in four years the Yankees won't play a single postseason game. They played one postseason game in an entire presidential term. Four years, one postseason game where they were shut out by the Houston Astros. And I pointed that out. Why did I point that out? Because your pal Sully can sometimes be a little bit of a jerk. Your pal Sully sort of savors, boy, there's some unintended alliteration, being, you know, someone to needle the Yankees with facts. Because when I lived in New York, man, I heard it. From pre-2004, Yankee fans had such swagger. And they would, you know, there was such arrogance. And there was also a sense of entitlement of it was World Series or bust. And all this other stuff going on. And that, you know, the whole, the famous story of the people coming up to Joe Torre after the 2001 World Series and say, don't worry, you'll get him next time when 
Tory pointed out, we were winning Game Seven. We were, you know, they had the lead in the ninth inning of Game Seven of the World Series, and for Yankee fans, that was a ah, well, we'll get them next time scenario. You know, the whole concept of the Yankees having you know win a championship or bust is that's over. That's gone. They've been a playoff team for once in a presidential decade, and they didn't even show up for that. I mean, they physically did, but they were shut out. And I'm starting to see some things on Twitter from various Yankee fans, including some that I really like a lot, like, hey, isn't it amazing that they went on the fire sale, but it took them until nearly the last weekend of the season to eliminate them. And I understand that. I understand that that's a positive thing. I understand that this is this is a different... You could argue that this team is in better shape than the team that went to the the uh, uh, wild card game yesterday because there's more young players, there's more of a movement towards having, you know, having baby Yankees on there. But seeing some of the people were writing, it's like, oh, isn't this great? It took them this long. Yeah, they, they, they held on for this long. And... Man, and like someone else writing, like, hey, isn't it amazing they've had so many seasons above 500? I mean, you got to admire that. And I'm thinking, man, the Yankees used to be the franchise that, oh, they're all they care about is winning titles. All they care about is winning rings. You know, there wouldn't be a big celebration of, hey, you know, they, they stayed until the final Thursday of the season. That's a different mentality. And it's tougher to taunt. But it also shows something else. That if we're praising a team for doing things like, hey, they, they develop players. They, they didn't, they're not going to make the postseason, but at least there's some decent pieces in place and blah, blah, blah. Then the Yankees are just another team. There is no swagger to being a Yankee. There is no, oh, the 27 titles. No, there's none of that with this team. And you're starting to see the attitude from the fans, from the Yankee fans, as they move away from championship or bust to, hey, at least it took a long time to eliminate them. Does that mean a new era of Yankee baseball where the Yankee fans admit, hey, uh, we may go stretches where we don't make the postseason? You know, it was such a given that they make the postseason. And, you know, people say, yeah, the Yankees just buy titles every single year. Then point out for an entire presidential term, they scored zero postseason runs and played just one more game than me. Ah, man, this is a wonderful time of year. Time of year where, you know, this is the time when we crystallize who the faces of this year will be based on the postseason. And it won't be the Yankees. So, hey, Yankee fans, at least I'm glad. I'm actually, I feel good for Yankee fans for this reason. Because when you're world championship or bust, then that means most years you end feeling like, oh, we didn't win the World Series. Ah. And now you're experiencing, hey, lower expectations, but this isn't so bad. I get it, Yankee fans. I get why you're more excited about this team than the team that was in the wild, then you know, and was shut out during the wild card game. I get it. I really do. 
I get the idea that it's exciting to have young players, it's exciting to rebuild, it's exciting to have a direction. It's just strange for me, after all those years of associating the Yankees with World Series or bust, to see the same fans go, hey, you know, it took a long time to eliminate us. What, Game 7 of the World Series? No, 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 no. Just a Thursday in September. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be a, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Uh, who owned baseball? Uh, Yadier Molina uh, got a controversial walk-off double, but a walk-off double it was. Cardinals are still in it. Byron Buxton had a great game for the Twins. Johnny Cueto, as I mentioned before, uh, kept the Giants in a playoff spot. And Ubaldo Jimenez, with his one hit over six shutout innings, or n- nearly seven shot innings for Baltimore. Uh, half wobs just to uh, Luis Sardinius, piled up a bunch of hits, as did Paolo Orlando in losing causes. So get the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball on MLBreports.com. Go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Trevor, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Oh, I'm a bit wiped out here, but that's fine. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the final day of September. 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, I beg of you, call me Sully.